What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boxing Club Podcast. I am yours truly, Big Chubbs. Alongside with my pod mate, Lou Almighty. What's up, bro? What's up, baby? What's up? How you doing today? Good. Chilling, chilling? Chilling, bro, like a villain. That's what's up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest, an idol for us mm. Mexican-American sports enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. You know, we have a great reporter in the in, in the world of sports. Mm-hmm. You can catch him on ESPN, CBS, alongside the legendary Jim Hill. Me. On Dazzin. Dazzin. Just kidding. It's the zone. <laughs> it's the zone. It's the zone. <laughs> uh, doing commentary for boxing and That's right. doing some pretty dope interviews like with Devin Haney. Uh-huh. You know, he's a host of three dope, very dope podcasts. Which, which, Living which the Dream. Uh-huh. He's got a very dope podcast, uh, baseball, which is my favorite sport. Uh, Let's Go, Ricky Rope. All right. Nice podcast if you are if you love baseball. And also, he has a very cool podcast with our friend, Mr. Joel Diaz, every Thursdays, live on YouTube with the Thursday show. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, we'd like to join, we'd like to welcome Mr. 1099 himself, Beto Duran, to the Boxing Club Podcast. How you doing, bro? Right. Yeah. Um, so, so how you doing, Beto? How's, how's your Wednesday afternoon? Uh, running around. Sorry that we have to do this on Zoom. I know we've been trying to do it in person, but just the locations and times, and uh, that's my fault, not your guys. You guys try to. You guys been more than trying to accommodate. It's just for me to run around, do a bunch of different things. It's uh, it's hard. And I'm not saying I'm too busy. It's just it's hard to coordinate everybody's schedule. That's why everybody says, "Oh, we're gonna do a podcast. We're gonna do a podcast." It's a, uh, oh, hell yeah, I just got some mail right now. <laughs> Christmas card is coming through. Hey. There you go. There you go. Is it a $20 bin there? <coughs> uh, notice I didn't open it right away. That means it's a Christmas card. It means it's not a check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. So, when everybody's like, oh, I want to do a podcast, oh, it's so easy, right? Yeah, it is. And then you try to realize you've got to coordinate everybody's schedules. Like, oh, okay, we did two. Then next, you know, you never hear from them again. So, shout out to you guys for keep on doing what you're doing and going all over the gym in Southern California, man. Respect to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, we're trying. Um, we're actually coming up to a year of uh, that we've been around. You know, we've we've done some things and we've uh, traveled to you know to your friends, Mr. Joel Diaz, out in the the Coachella Valley. Which was an absolute yeah. honor. Oh my gosh, to, to sit down with Joel Diaz himself was just, and that guy is yeah. just a gentleman of a guy. Till this day, it's one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, so when we do Thursdays, it all started because I've known Joel for a while, just a great guy. And during the pandemic, I was like, just trying to figure out different things, how to evolve in the podcast world. And I was like, hey, Joel, I got this program I want to try to learn because I've always done just audio. I taught myself how to do some video stuff just like you guys did. I was like, who can talk for a while? Like, Joel can do it. Once, <laughs> and it was a program where I, I do, our show is live on YouTube. So I didn't know how to do that. And uh, he was like, yeah, no problem. We did it once. And then people were watching. They're like, hey, you guys doing it again next week? I was like, all right. And then we brought in Roberto Diaz, Golden Boy Matchmaker. And that's huh? where the name Thursdays came from. Uh, so Roberto Diaz, Joel Diaz, and we did it during the pandemic. And then. As the pandemic started slowing down, we started getting boxing again. I was like, oh, I think we're done. And like, we're like, hey, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? So it's available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. It's under my YouTube page. I built the brand. And uh, as stickers, man, we got stuff out there. And it's just 
everybody does a boxing show, and a lot of them out there are. Uh, um, everybody wants to be an expert. On this podcast, we don't do that. It's just like hearing stories. We like we drink during the show. We have beers with it. Uh, we listen to the people. Ask, they're allowed to ask questions during the show, and that's what it is. So it's really cool when people have a chance to ask the matchmaker or the Diaz. Well, what about this fight? And I'm like, hey, aren't you the guy who's talking trash on Twitter? <laughs> Oh yeah, So you just said you like to drink You said you just like to drink And talk and have some fun So uh, I know you're uh, This is whiskey It's bourbon uh, And then on one of the legendary shows on Thursday I finished a quarter of this Little Ramon tequila Oh shit I heard about that. And, uh, people were like, where's that? Where's it at? Like, you'll never see it again. I had to delete it, man. I was, I was a mess. But it was funny. Uh, we w- we want to see that episode, though. Yeah. Delete <laughs> <laughs> it. But it was like, halfway through the show, I was so buzzed. Because I was like, I'll finish that tequila. And the people watching were like, no, you don't. No, you won't. I was like, yeah, I will. I will. I will. And I finished it. I went outside to take a piss. And I forgot about the show. And Joel just talking to the people. Like, hey, how you doing? So awesome. we know you're a big baseball fan, right? <clears throat> Is Tony Gwynn one of your favorite players of all time? Yeah, cool. Tony Gwynn. Oh, I love Tony Gwynn. Um, just uh, like I'm, I like all sports, uh, but Tony Gwynn is just the best because Long Beach guy. And he was just smooth. And I got to meet him. Uh, I, I used to work for ESPN Radio here in Los Angeles, so for like a lot of years, I've covered every Angel game or Dodger game. And uh, there it is. Have you had this before? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually good friends with Tony Jr. And uh, so I've actually, not, I'm not trying to brag, but when I started my Living the Dream podcast five years ago, T. Gwynn Jr. was one of the guests, and uh, I went to the house, and he gave me that beer, and he's like, look what we're working on. No way. He's like, he's like I know you like craft beer, and I'm like, hey, man, I like my craft beers. He's like, test it out. So that was actually the T. Gwynn Sr. was actually the one that came up with the idea. Uh, they made it for him, and he had some input on it, so it was really cool. Yeah, Tony Gwynn's a great dude. That, that beer is really good from Yale's fan. Yes. I actually, um, I had a little gift for you, because I wanted to go see you in person. I had a little gift for you. I had a nice little uh, nice little sixer with bottles uh, with a couple of our merch that we wanted oh, to give nice. you. Uh, so since we're doing it on Zoom, I might as well just drink one for you. And then I got uh, Lou Almighty's drinking his. Uh, what are you oh, drinking? Johnny Walker. Oh, hold on, wait for him. Wait for him. Wait for him. Salud, wait. Salud. Coming to a year, big dog. Did you bring pie? Pie. The color of us. <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid. Happy birthday, Uh, I got a resident brewing. Oh, no, no, Joe. Joe Musgrove from the Padres throws a no hitter. No way. That's his no hitter beer. That's out of the gas line you can pick up. Mm. But yeah, so resident brewing is one of the last ones. No, no, Joe. Joe Musgrove has beer. 
Joe's a big boxing fan. Is he really? Uh, when he was playing for the Astros, yeah, when he, he's he's all about it. So when he played with Astros, Salute. they were getting bumped to, uh, they had a game. And like Joe's a big game, we were there, going to fight at the House of Blues across from Fenway. After the game, he came over a couple of his teammates, and Mickey Ward was there. You know, wow. Was hanging out. Musgrove and some of the other teammates telling stories with Mickey Ward, man. It was cool, man. I was like, real good. That's wow. The Astros back. You really won the World Series. That's cool. That's really cool. That's the San Diego kid. Well, us here at the Boxing Club Podcast, you know, we like to go. I got, uh, if we ever do meet, I, I got my own beer right here. Oh. No way. I got my own beer <laughs> from Arrow Lodge Brewing. Oh, that's dope. Why'd you click off? I didn't click on. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulties. Right. <clears throat> so your beer. Yeah, so I got my own beer called uh, Mic Drop. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, Arrow Lodge Brewery in Covina made it for me. It's an Orchata Milkshake IPA, and it comes out every uh, winter. Really? What? Our third, coming up this winter, yeah. So we meet. I'll hook you guys up with one. It's, pretty, it's a different kind of flavor. Uh, but it's not as milky. I, I didn't want that. So it's actually part of like the tasting room where we were making all like, ah, it's too much. So you can have one. It's pretty good during the day and in the winter. So there you go. It's good with the tamale. Oh, nice. Nice. So us here at the Boxing Club Podcast, we like to get to know you. You know, everybody knows your accolades. Everybody knows what you do. But we, we like to get a little bit more intimate. You guys, are giving me, you, guys are, you guys are giving me way too much credit. Nobody knows who I am. Bro, I'm telling you. Once, once I told, oh, we're gonna have when when I did the uh, the poll, if remember I told you, I I tagged you on it. Who wants to see Beth Duran on the podcast? Everybody, hundred percent, over a hundred people wanted it. It was there was no nos. So you're known out there, bro. You, you to be honest with you, you are an idol for a person like myself, for a person like like my pod mate Lou Almighty. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give us aspiration. You give us like, man, if Beto can do it, this Beto can do it. Because I'm a Beto too, but I'm Roberto. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, so so, dude, like, you motivate us to 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 keep pushing and and to to be us. Yeah, I'm not involved. <laughs> You know, um, well, you know what I mean. We have to be who we are, bro. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be who we are. You know, we have to be who we are. You know, we have to be real. We have to be authentic. You know, so. Right. on 
with a lot of responsibility. Uh, in this business, there aren't many people who are doing what I'm doing. Bernardo Soon is the only other one, and he is fantastic. Yes, he is. What he does. Uh, he is the epitome of what you should be trying to do. Ray Flores does an excellent job yeah, with PC and with Triller. Um, and after that, it's... Well, we we're behind you, bro. We're, we're behind 100%. you, hundred percent. And uh, we 100%. want you to do those big shows and those main events, mm-hmm. you know, because that just paves the door for us. Yeah, it's it's an interesting world. It's the broadcast business in general is is something that's different. And I know you can bring me on this podcast to talk about the politics of the broadcast business, but it's um at the end of the day, you want to be known for your work. I've been in business for more than twenty years since I started as an intern in two thousand, and you want to be known for your work. Happen to inspire somebody by the way you look, by the way you sound. Fuck, look, my name is Beto, and I'm on fucking TV. Like, hell yeah. Accomplishment. Like, like, believe me, people can't even say my name. That's why people get mad. They're like, why do you let them say Beto? And I'm like, do we really care the fact that they're saying my name wrong, or do we should we celebrate the fact that I'm on TV? Damn it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly. You're a Humbert. A Humbert. Exactly. <laughs> hey, instead of calling you Holmes, they call you Hooms. <laughs> Right. And then that's why a mentor of mine 
but that's social media. Yeah, that's. They tell me that I suck too. So my brother, my brother watches you, and I told him I was like, "Hey, wait, guess what? Uh, you know who <clears throat> Beto Duran is, right?" He's like the singer. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like your 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 Chargers analyst. He's all oh, the uh, he with with Jim Hill on on CBS, and I was like, "Yeah, was, he's all oh, dude. He's badass. Like he knows his shit. You know, um, I I really like how he does his interviews. Why? Why are you asking? I was like, oh, cause I'm gonna interview him. He's like, Nah, no way." I tell him I said that Chargers all the way and Chargers are number one and uh, that he's that. So, you know, from my brother, from my brother to you, you know, he says thanks for reporting to his Chargers. Right. So that was my deal for a few years, and then I had an opportunity to work at CBS Two here in Los Angeles. So we followed the Chargers on uh, after almost all their games here. They show in LA at one o'clock. So we we come on after them and talk about them. And it's like it, at the end of the day, I'm not working. I'm a dude wearing makeup and talking about sports. <laughs> No, for sure. Well, we want to get to know a little bit you. We, let, let's take it back a little bit. Uh, how was it growing up in L.A.? Uh, my background, born and raised in Carson, right there by StubHub Center, or it used to be Home Depot Center, and I remember when it used to be Strawberry Fields. Um, Wasn't it the Homes Depot Center? <laughs> the Homes Depot. Uh, it wasn't the Homes Depot. <laughs> it's only a brand, brand new real spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mom and Dad from Zacatecas. Uh, hey, shout out to Zacatecas, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm from we're from Zacatecas too. Huh? Yeah, so. Hell yeah! You like tunas or no? Yeah, they're good. Or, or let me get it right. Prickly pears. Prickly pears. Ah, excuse me. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, you thought. Little, little kid, you were here. Una tuna, una tuna, una tuna. I always thought it was like what they were cutting off the cactus. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, it's like, oh, like when you go to Subway, they're like, you want tuna? I'm like, what? Kind of you got those here? <laughs> There's no nopales in the back. <laughs> You play any sports growing up? Yeah, I mean, played everything, but I was a baseball guy growing up. I thought I was good, then I realized I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was like, dude, I'm good, I'm good. And then like, I was smart, so they're like, oh, you should go to these schools that nobody's ever heard of, Division 3. I'm like, hell, no, I'm better than that. I go to El Camino College the first day of fall, fall and I'm like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> good. No way. Friends that that were good uh, in baseball that you grew up with. Okay. That was cool. Nice. 
Maybe you should. Maybe you can give me some pointers because I coach my kids' baseball team. My both my boys play baseball, and uh, I I need some pointers. Don't yell. Don't yell. No, it, it, it makes no difference because <clears throat> they can hear you. They don't want to hear you. Um, just don't yell. Um, because the kids already know when they messed up. Right. I, I mean, it's that makes sense. Sorry. Uh, my son's gonna be well. My oldest will be eleven next week, and uh, my youngest is nine. Yeah, so I went through it. My son's sixteen, and I always coached him right before they started going to the club world. And my rule was always because I used to work in a park, um, so I was a rec leader, right? So you, you know, you had a park date, and you would see all the parents yelling. And then when I was in college, I'd also umpire. That's how I paid for college. I was umpiring high school sports. Really? Hey, they play. They pay pretty good. Yeah, no, you're absolutely... said that I, I didn't do it because I, I just hate being I hated being forced to do it it was always constantly being pushed to, and it just drove them away really yeah and that's, that's that's so true like why, why would you want why would you want to get in the car and get beat down on all the things you did wrong all the way home all the way up to the dinner table it's like it's draining as a you know especially as a kid that's such great advice actually never thought of it that way also, one of the things that I always ended up with is and I'm not trying to be a perfect parent like that but I always try to end up with this is Tell them at the end, hey, thanks for letting me watch you play. Um, and the reason you say that is, one, because as a parent, you don't know when they're going to play again. They might quit that year. Right. Take advantage of an opportunity. But it's also that, thanks for letting me watch you play. My son said it to me. like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, hey, I can go pay to watch the Dodgers play. I go pay to watch the Angels play. But I get to watch you play, and you're my favorite player, so thanks for letting me watch you play. So, that's dope. Like, that's Dude. That, kind of like that. Did you ever coach your son? Yeah, I coached him all the time. Um, up until they got into the club world, when they got really competitive, then I was done with it. Um, like, once I realized that, you know, they were, he, he plays basketball, and my daughter plays soccer now, and my son, when he was about 11, made a decision. 
Oh, that's ah. <laughs> that's cool. It's hard for me to enjoy them, to to watch them play, because I'm always on the field with them, and I'm always coaching them, and I'm always, you know, watching them, and I have to watch other kids too, you know what I mean? So it, it's kind of hard. I haven't been able to actually sit down to watch them play and enjoy it. Dieting. Yeah, for sure. No, that's cool. Well, those those are some good pointers and some good advice, man. I'm really going to take you up on that. Um, just to walk to the car, right? And then once you get in the car, just forget about it. Yeah, it's over. I'm going to try that. I'm really going to try that. Because I get frustrated sometimes. Because they know what they're supposed to do and they just... Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It makes uh, sense. That does make so much. No it makes a lot of sense. Purpose. So, so after school, you graduated. You said, like, all right, you know what? You were told you're going to be a writer. You're a good writer. So you just said, fuck it. Let's run with it. You got your, your internship. How did you get, how did you get with the Lakers?
7.30, my first report would be like at 6.30, I would show up at 4. You know, like I would be there earlier. You would see things. Like I have a pass to get inside the Staples Center. Why wouldn't I be there? And at 4 o'clock, you would see some of the best shooters in the world come early, and I'm just there taking notes and watching it and seeing what's going on. Some days, nobody was there. But then I started meeting the security guards who would tell me like, hey, so-and-so just showed up and it's like 3.30. I'm like, oh, let me go early. You know, you just make those kind of connections of what's going yeah. on and just hustling and do, like, the, the worst thing you can do is give me a pass because then I'm going to find my way in and I'm going to keep everything else. And that's what it was. That's all I got into boxing because the uh, Golden Boy was having fights at the Novo Theater in downtown LA and ESPN Radio, our building is in the same facility at, I think it's like Club Nokia now, whatever it's called. Microsoft Center? Um, is that the Microsoft Theater? Smaller no, there's an even smaller one there. Really? Really? Yeah, it, it was it was called Club Nokia. Oh, it yeah, was, I've uh, been there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's in the little it, plaza, it, it, right? Yeah, it's in the same thing. Yeah. It's right next to the house, right next to the condo room. Okay. So, they would have fights there and our ESPN building is right there also. Yeah. Yeah. trying to we're working our way there we're we're working uh getting a credential we're working on it i mean i, I used to do it i used to do it more really really i didn't know that hey uh, something to look into very nice no i have I have it. I don't what? know. No, I have. I I, well, used not, to, not, I, I, I didn't never apply. It was given to me. Oh, but, when you were with Tango's? Yeah. But, Lucky. Oh, because you were Tango's. Yeah. yeah. That's a different story. I'm talking. Right now, through the podcast, have you guys done that? Oh, no. Our own? No, no. I didn't even know you can apply like that. I didn't, I, I didn't know that you could apply. Dude, everybody's a fucking media 
I don't know. That's so true. <laughs> He's so right. We're sleeping, bro. We're sleeping. Yeah, we're sleeping on it. <laughs> He's so right. I mean, you have a platform. It's not like you guys are bootleg. You have a podcast with the following. You have merch. So you're going to tell me that. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get a credential for the Canelo fights, but if there's a fight at Pachanga, how come you don't go there? Yeah, you're right. We, he is right. We're gonna look into that. Yeah, that's gonna be my. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about that. To be honest with you, why not? I thought you. I. I, I was under the impression it was an invite type of thing. Like you were on a list for an invite. Yeah, you're invited because they know you. If they don't know you, how are they gonna know you exist? Right. 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 That makes all the sense that in the world. Makes sense. Come on, Lou. I, I guess we're getting credentials, bro. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No. No. Why not? I didn't even know they they. What the media workout? Yeah. I mean, I've been to a few, but we haven't been doing it as a podcast. How do we get them? The Write that shit down. Yeah, no, they they definitely it's recognizing the face. I see what he's saying because that's that happened accidentally at a bunch of the fights I used to go to. They would just they would recognize me. Like, oh yeah, yeah, from Tangles, come on. And it's like, yeah, I wasn't on the list. They just they just knew my face. So he makes total sense. That makes so much sense. Man, you He is a freaking hustler. Yeah. 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 Good or bad. In the beginning, nobody was talking to Ellie. They're like, yeah, no. Right. Okay, so he started going to the gyms. Yeah. He started going to the workouts. He started doing that. I mean, it's a grind, but the moment you start getting into the mix, and it's, you start doing that. And like, like I said, are you going to get the Canelo Vegas credentials? No. Eventually. Eventually? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna go and go and like we're gonna interview Giovanni Santiago. There's your connection. You're like, hey, we're from San Diego. We want to go see Giovanni Santiago fight. All right, there it is. You're gonna, they're gonna tell you no. Uh, do these people really gonna say no to coverage? That True. makes so much sense. You know, I got kicked out of the uh, Canelo parking lot because it was supposed to be invites only. 
like because I work right by his gym. Yeah, <laughs> I just went to go show my face, right? I went to go show my face and be like, hey, you know. But that, but that goes back to my point. Everybody wants to go to the big, big ones. Right. But you got to start. Those, uh, yeah. The, the fourth and D shows in San Diego. Right. No, I, you're right. The, the, the Pala Casino. I mean, you got to go where you're at. And there's nobody in San Diego doing anything. Are both of you in San Diego? No, we're, we're in Riverside. Riverside County. Riverside. How you about San Diego? I work in San Diego. Yeah. Whatever it is, those small kind of shows that you're doing. Pachanga. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how you get going where it's like, what are they going to do? They're like, okay, I got this credential application and they might call somebody up. Hey, have you heard of these guys? Oh, yeah. They came to our show. Oh, okay. Like, that's how the publicists work. Oh, shit. Interesting. You have an audience. We have some work to do, bro. bro. Welcome to the Bethel Duran workshop. The, the, hey, he's the, putting up us. He's, he's putting, putting us on, on game, 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 bro. I tell everybody, like I said, I tell everybody these things, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I want to do it," but then it's like, "Oh, but I want to be Canelo." Yeah, okay, good luck. Like, like um, those those fucking TJ shows, bro. Go down to the T. Go to Big Punch. See what happens. I was actually supposed to go to TJ last weekend because uh, one of our friends, who's, who's a local fighter, had a fight in Tijuana, and uh, but. I, I woke up on Thanksgiving with food poisoning, so I was out for four days, so I couldn't go. But uh, we we've been out to those shows. Yeah. We've been out to those shows in TJ. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna call Goose and Tutor tomorrow. Hell yeah, bro! Call him today. Yeah. Everyone. So when they do these media workouts, they, they want fighters. You never know. They, everybody wants publicity. And the thing is, you don't go after the big fish. You go after the undercard guys. Like, all right. The four-rounders. The four-rounders. You don't think those kids want to get interviewed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, yeah. <clears throat> no, damn. Outlaws. Oh, yeah. For sure. know that but thank you man Absolutely. thank you we, i appreciate you for that appreciate it for 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 giving us that inside scoop i had no clue to be honest with you i had no clue about that and i always wonder like man how do i get there like what do i gotta do to get there like like he said and see he he's he validates it with, i remember ellie back when he was walking around with the cell phone a little stupid camera begging for a for an interview you know when berto was supposed to fight victor ortiz before that he was he, and he's right. He, he was hustling, bro. He's grinding. Now he's everywhere. That starts somewhere. Yeah, we definitely got to get on that for sure. Today. Hey, you being a, a reporter for the Lakers, did you ever meet Kobe Bryant? Yeah, man. How was that? How was that experience? 
Really? Because if you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. Um, which is like, don't waste my time. Right. So he was cool. He was very professional. Um, a lot of people didn't like him. You know, when somebody dies, everybody loves you all of a sudden, right? Right. Um, but when he was alive, it was it was very polarizing. So people would love him or hate him, which is great. You don't want to be vanilla. You want to be either love you or hate you with a needle. Um, Kobe was always professional. Um, after every game, would always sit there and talk and answer questions, no matter how stupid they were. But he would answer. Um, and there was a couple times where he walked by and he was like, "Not today," and just leave. And we're like, oh, "Okay, you know what? You're in that mood. We'll let you go." Um, very professional. The utmost. The the work ethic. Didn't care what anybody said about him. Uh, that was one of the reasons I'd get there at four o'clock because sometimes he was there at four o'clock working out, putting in work. And there was a couple times where when social media really got bigger. I'd be there, and he would. I'd be the only one in the, in the building, sitting on the bench and watching him, just watching him work out. And he would turn. He's like, "Don't take any fucking pictures." I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. <laughs> because he was working on some move. Right. And then all of a sudden, you see that move three weeks later. You're like, "What the hell?" That's the move he was working on then to get there. And it was like, "You're already the best player in the world. Like, you're still working on your footwork." Like, the thing with him is, I tell my like the fundamental, the basic work. It's like. These elite athletes, their routine, they all have a routine and they all go through the same basic fundamental stuff. Like it's not that flashy stuff. Like same with fighters. Some of the best fighters have been around the world. They're skipping rope. You know, you know they do it like effortlessly. When they do mitts, they're not doing 30 punch combos. They're doing, working on one thing that they're going to use in a fight. Like, you know, why are you working on 25 punch combos with the spin move? Oh, that's for Instagram. You're never going to see that. Right, so, exactly. You know, the elite athletes, the 1%, never waste any minute of the day. And that's what Kobe would like. So he was cool, man. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky you got to meet him, man. You know, I did cry when he passed away, and I was sad for a few days. I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, man. L.A. legend for sure. Well, Beto, here on the Boxing Club Podcast, we like to play a little game. It's called 12 Rounds of Versus. I'm going to give you two options. You're going to pick one or the other. And uh, just, you know, the type of guy that you are. You ready? You want to play? Yeah. All right. Round one. Wings or tacos? Tacos. Boom. Pizza or burgers? Baseball or golf? Oh, I'm in my 40s now, so golf. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers or the Little Brothers? I don't care. Really? I'm not a fan of anything. I'm not a fan of anything. I don't care. I'm a fan of my check. Oh, so, so then this next question is not going to matter either, huh? Angels or Dodgers? Don't matter. Damn. That kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> Right. Um, you gotta, you gotta be impartial. You gotta just tell them how it is. It's like you start seeing things. It's like, yeah, I'm not other like we're like, oh, we. I'm like, you're not other payroll, bro. Like, true. Move on with or without you. Yeah. Like, like you're paying to watch them. They don't care about you. Right. So you don't get emotionally attached to a team. I'm starting to be like that. Ultimate 
Got it. I should I should be a little bit more like you because the Dodgers drive me crazy sometimes. Yeah. Hey, but as soon as, I guarantee you, as soon as the players are walking to the car, they're texting, hey, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Felipe Esparza or George Lopez? Felipe, that's my guy. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> What's up, fool? Yeah, Felipe's a good dude, man. Actually, yeah, I, Felipe actually, uh, he's the reason I started doing a podcast. I was one of his first guests years ago. At Dodger Stadium? At Dodger Stadium? I heard that episode, wow. dude. It was a great episode. Yeah, and then uh, we, we became friends. And Did they really try to kick you guys out? They're trying to see security with <laughs> No shit. Nice. That's nice. cool. Now we know you like. All right, here we go. Craft beer or Mexican beer? Wine. <laughs> wine. wine. Really? Yeah. yeah, the craft beers, I get it because it gives me, but I'm a big Cabernet guy. I'm a big wine guy. He said, wow. fuck your beer. <laughs> I'm a wine guy. Mexican beers, no, no Corona because that's for white people. That's gross. Oh, those are fire. Yeah, those are fire. I bring those from TJ every now and then. Yeah, they're the best. They're the best. 1942 or Clase Azul? Neither, man. Those are both for Instagram. So what's your choice tequila? What's your go-to? I kid you not. I told Dude, you, right? I fucking you told it. you. He said that too. He said, I told you, Don Julio seventy is by far to me, and a, a lot of people don't know that it's actually añejo blanco. They think it's they think it's reposado, and it's not. It's añejo blanco. Yeah, it's, it is so. That's why it's so good. Double? Like double? Dude, I love I have um <clears throat> I have some mezcal Zacatecano right here. And uh everybody loves it. Have you ever had that? Yeah. No man, it sounds good though. Uh, I have an extra bottle, bro. When I see you, when I see you, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm gonna save that bottle for you. And uh, whenever I meet you, I'm gonna take that for you. E O B E L Diamante. Doble Diamante. Ah. No shit. Try that. I told you, bro. Wow. I told you. That's <laughs> called it. I told him I don't really like the 1942. To me, I'm more of a Don Julio 70 guy. It's it's too it's too sweet for me. 
I don't know. I was a glass of soup kind of guy, but he's right with the 70. 70 is good. 70 is. Bro, you put a little bit of ice cubes in it and you just sip it. Shh, bomb. Yeah? Just swish it. Just swish yeah, it. Dilute it. Mm, I got to try it like that. Penelope Cruz or Sam Hayek? The one from the movie Blow. Oh, she's a no, yeah, Salma. Salma? Yeah. Antonio Aguilar or Vicente Fernandez? Damn, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see how you and Joel answer these questions. The last, the last three. Yes. My guy. <laughs> Juan Sebastian or Juan Gabriel? Huh? <laughs> Juanga is the shit, bro. Juanga is the shit. Really? Man, that would have been dope. That would have been hella cool. Yeah. Canelo Alvarez or Julio Cesar Chavez? You know what? I don't know. And I'm going to say this one. Because... Uh, I'm going to get in trouble here. <laughs> because Chavez is just a legend. And because he's older, we'll never say anything bad about him. When we were younger, if you look at who he fought, you're like, Yeah. And then Canelo does it, and it's like, oh, he's in the wrong. So Canelo gets a lot of hate, obviously. Um, and I'm too young to remember if Chavez got hate, so I don't know. Uh, but as far as the legendary status, Chavez is always going to have that legendary status. I mean, how many people hated Oscar for beating Chavez, right? I hate. I still do. I still do. Kid. And there it is. And we knew he was good, but we hated him. Absolutely crazy. 
Yeah, that's how we are for sure. It's like yeah. it's like half of Mexico, half of yep. Mexico hates Canelo, and the other half loves him. Yeah, but there's probably the same half that hate each other too, and all of a sudden they hate him. They love him. Right. 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 And, and Canelo's in his prime; he still has more to go. But I, you're right in a and sense. Then when, and then when Canelo's retired, they're gonna say, "Oh, Canelo was fifty; he was amazing. He was that." Well, you keep the whatever young fighter was coming up at the time, and we'll get him to discuss too. Right. All right, That's we're gonna do the bonus, the the bonus question. The bonus question. Beto Duranda, reporter, or Beto <laughs> Duranda, singer. <laughs> Shit, I've never said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it's there's a Beto Duran the singer. There's a singer. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look it up. Where's the singer? Let me see. No, there's no yeah, there's a there's a bet the singer uh, singer Beto Duran. No, no, I'm serious. Let me see. I want to pull it up. Can't buy your name. So, Did you watch George Kambosa's fight? Uh, yeah, I watched the replay. Do you know what's better? Because I was working a high school gym. I was watching a high school gym. I was working a high school gym. Yeah, that's all I Yeah, I seen your interview with Devin Haney on uh, on yeah. on Daz, and how was that? Tank. Him, the person. 
That's cool. One thing about that I noticed, dude, that you're so cool and you're so calm and you're so collective when you're interviewing. Like, how do you prep for that? Uh, but being yourself. Again, yeah. Uh, these athletes, especially boxers, they know corny, they know fake. And it's like, at the end, like I always tell young reporters, whenever you meet somebody for the first time, introduce yourself. Don't just start interviewing them. Hey, I'm Beto, blah, 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 blah. And find something that's a connection with them. Like, hey, you know, you have something in common with me or whatever it is. Like, find something along the way. So with Haney, how I broke the ice, because I walked up to him and he's like, all right, cool. He goes on, all right, cool. And I was like, hey, man, I saw your fight like three years ago when you fought at Pachanga on the showbox card. He's getting his hand wrapped like that. He's like, you were there? And I was like, yeah, you know, you fought early on. And then he's like, yeah. All of a sudden, it's changed. And I was like, yeah, I've been, you know, keeping track with you a little bit. I was like, I'm like, you Bay Area guy, right? You know, like, yeah, I was born there, Bay, whatever. Just like little things like that where they go from up here to just, forget it. He's like, okay, the fighter right away knows that this guy's done his research. Right. What's up? Um, and just little things like that. And he, uh, he had some nice off-white shoes, right? I mean, I'm in my 40s. I don't know a damn thing about off-white, but I know that they're expensive. And I was like, damn, you got those off-whites? I was like, how many pairs of shoes you got? He goes, oh, man, I got so many shoes. Oh, like, you got a closet for it? Like, that right there opened it up. And he's like, all right, let's go, man. And it's just like little things like that. So it's about making your interviewee comfortable, too. Um, and remember, remind yourself that you're there for them. And the questions, I mean, I already wrote them out. I already know what's going on. But the most important thing to do when you're interviewing somebody is listen. Because whatever answer they give you, that should be your follow-up. So if I go and tell you like, yeah, I'm number five of seven kids, and your next question is, okay, so uh, you started working at ESPN. You're like, wait a minute, seven kids in a family—that should be kind of an important deal. Like, well, how do you, you know you follow up on that instead of just going from question to question to question? That's what a lot of people do. They're like, oh, um, my, they'll, they'll have their phone, and then you were the world champ. <laughs> yeah. It's about being yourself and engaging. I mean. Was I nervous in the beginning of my career? Yeah, we all were. Am I still nervous now? Yeah. But when you're prepared with what you want to say, it's easy. No, that, see, that, that, that's good advice. That's good advice for me, bro, because I was nervous as hell before we started this interview today. Like, I am nervous before any interview that we got. Um, you know, I just want to be able to to do a good job and to look as flawless as you, bro. Like, you were, you were silky smooth. I've also been doing it 20 years, but I also practice that every single day. Um, there's reading things. I mean, I read so much every single morning. Um, I There's these tips that I do. Like, like, I have my pen right here. Every morning, I get a pen. I put it here. Give me teeth. I say A, B, C, D. The reason I do that, or I'll read a paragraph, is to help you enunciate. Um, that way, you know, especially Mexicans, we talk too damn fast. I know I still talk fast, but you get the pen and you go, today is Monday, Wednesday. It forces you to slow down the way you speak and your demeanor. I know you're saying you're talking to an eight-year-old or pretending you're talking to an 80-year-old because if you're going to read the paper, oh, today, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, on the podcast, I'm flowing, whatever. But when I'm on a broadcast, I slow it down a little bit, you know, because that eight-year-old and the 80-year-old have to understand exactly what you're saying. Um, so it's just like little tips that I do now. Um, 
little tricks that you have to do? Like, do I have to do them? No, but do I want to do them? Yeah, I constantly want to get better. It's like, when people are like, oh, wow, you sound so good. I'm like, I don't have the best voice. I'm not Ray Flores. Like, hey, everybody. I love you. <laughs> and you can never match his voice to his face, dude. Man. No, he's got five different levels of fucking deepness, man. Ray's yeah. awesome. I love that guy, and I'm jealous of him. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but I can project, and I can sell myself. That's what Jeff is. It's just... It's constantly working at what you're gonna do, and that's what you have to do. Very good. Yeah, do that. See, that's. I'm. I'm still learning. We're still learning. Both of us. You know. Um, you guys are doing it. That's the the hardest part is doing it. Yeah. Like, for sure. There's so many people like 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 the like that punk ass Mr. Boxing Guru, good friend of mine, right? <laughs> okay. super dope. Can I tell you real quick, your episode with Logan Webb oh, yeah. was fucking dope. Good dude, man. That guy, although I'm I'm a diehard Dodger fan, diehard Dodger fan. He's he's our rivals pitcher, bro. The Giants, your team. Oh no, you're an Oakland A's fan. Oakland A's, bro. That kid, bro. I I I love that kid. His pitching. How he conduct himself, how he was on, on on your podcast, made me like him even more. To be honest with you, yeah. he created he he gained he gained a Dodger fan as a fan of him. To be honest with you, and we heard, heard it a lot. And it's like that's all, the best advice I give you guys is when you do your podcast with people with, don't ask these fighters, oh how are you gonna beat so and so? Like because everybody asks them that. Oh, do that. Ask them questions that you really want to know as fan. Like that's why I ask. Curious questions of like, I always ask fighters like, why do you box? Like for real? Like what the fuck, bro? Like it's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a tough sport, man. Well, think about it. Like I got told early on that remember when you interview a fighter, they're not all the way there, and 
They're not going to tell you anyway. Yeah. That shit is crazy. Bro, no, he's right. But some of the biggest clips are when Mikey Garcia Garcia shows off his Lamborghini. You're like, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, Mikey, how are you feeling after the fight? Fuck that, Mikey got himself a Lambo. Like that's what a couple right. Lambos, right? Or but we know that, like, just when you like, and also for you guys, don't be scared to ask people to be a guest. They're not gonna say no. Like, don't. Why and that's yeah, that's one thing I'm not. Um, I'm not scared to ask anybody. I'm not scared to whether you're a four round fighter, a six round fighter, a eight round fighter, or a fucking pro, pro uh, you know, championship fighter. I'm on the ground, dude, and I'm reaching out to people and I'm going to gyms and I'm trying to conduct interviews. You know, my biggest excitement, the biggest excitement that I had was when Joel Diaz said, Yeah, come on down. And I was like, oh, What? No, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and nowadays with technology, how we're doing this by the computer, you can ask anybody. Look good, man. Like, there's no need for like all you have to do is just DM them. Like, all right, hey, uh, hey, Todd Grisham, you want to come on? Yeah, Serge Moore, you want to come on? Why not? Yeah. Like, why not? Every time, because you want to come on? Why not? Because these guys love to tell stories. Yeah, I've, right. I've 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 kind of noticed that, and and I'm gonna keep pushing, man. And you know, having somebody like you to to look up to and, and see how you're doing things. And it just motivates me to, to continue to keep pushing. You know, uh, we had a rough year, you know, a, a lot of ups and downs that way. Learning curves, a lot of learning right. curves. To be honest with you, this is our very first zoom interview. Um, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. That's why I was so adamant on seeing you in person just to, you know, get away from all this technology shit. But then I was like, you know, I said, fuck it, let's grab the bull by the horns and let's figure it out. Let's just do it. So for the past three days, four days, me and him have, you know, came to my spot and try to figure out how to make everything work so we can publish it and, and, and put it out, you know. But also by doing it this way, now you open up so many doors of how many people you can get on. Right. Like, you, you hit up Cambosos right now. You, is he going to say no to you? No. I hope not. <laughs> dude, that dude is so badass, man. Yeah. You, you know what's even crazier? I want to. I, I want to replay. We we did a um, a prediction uh, last month on this fight, and I predicted not necessarily that in the fashion that it happened, but I said, "Do not be surprised if Kambosis, the mental of that guy, man, that guy was a monster that night." Yeah. So why not be like, "Hey, Kambosis, can you come on?" And he's like, "I got 15 minutes on my phone." There you go. Hell Zoom yeah, in. that'd be dope. What? Have you guys had Joe Goosen on? We're gonna Not get yet. Joe Goosen. Not yet, but that's in the works. Yeah. That's in the works. There it is. You go know, to your, go to your network and keep on building, man. And the thing is, just be consistent with your podcast. Like, what days do you guys release it? Uh, as soon as as soon as we're done, we take about a day to to edit. So we drop the we drop the the audio first, and then a couple days later, then the YouTube will come in. Um, I would I would suggest you do it all in one day. All in one day. So that way you can just blast it all together and be like, dude, Thursday is podcast day for 
find it, whatever it is. Like you just you, you want to be consistent on your releases. That's why my boxing is Thursday. It's Thursday. Uh, my baseball was on Tuesday, so people know I'm getting a fresh episode. Yeah, we usually drop we usually drop our 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 audios on Tuesdays, by that way. Yeah, and then we're dropping the the YouTube by Friday. I mean, just just something to think. I mean, you can do uh-huh. different ways, but then it's just something where it's like that make, makes it a big big deal because somebody might say like, "Oh, I heard you on Tuesday." It's like, "Oh, Friday's a new one." Oh, it's the same thing. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That's dope. It's like little, I mean, it's more work on your side, but it's, it just depends on how you want to do it. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's no, there's no right way or not wrong way, but some of the studies have shown that when you release everything together on one day, people want to have an appointment listening to it because somebody might say, oh, I can listen on, uh, on YouTube, but then at work, I can only listen on iTunes. You know, you want to give them the option for it or whatever it is you want to do. So it's just something along those ways. It's just, you want to be consistent with everything. At the same time. Makes sense. So real quick before before you know we we end this this great conversation. I wouldn't even call it interviews. We call it a workshop. (laughs) It's a it's a Beto Beto Duran workshop for sure. Um golf. My friend, my co host, my pod mate, Mr. Lou Almighty is a golfer. And our close friends, they're all golfers except myself. So I'm just a caddy. I'm the caddy carrying their bags and drinking the beer. The drinker. <laughs> so uh, we, we'd we like to invite you to set up a day where we can all hang out and go golfing if you're up for it. Nope. Really? Because they probably keep score. We no. keep score. Do no, you we really? Do. Yeah, we do. Uh, see, I don't, see, I don't even know. So you just play to play. They probably keep score and they probably take it serious. Uh, no, I don't know if they take it serious. No, we don't take it serious. I mean, we we do a lot of goofing around, but we do keep score. We do get competitive, but not to a point of like where where it 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 really gets to you. You know what I mean? We have a good time regardless. (laughs) You just play to play. No, we, I'm telling you, we don't take it that serious. We're, we're yeah, but th- some, somebody in your group does, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Rudy, yeah. Rudy, yeah. Rudy or Nolan? Rudy or Nolan, for sure. Yeah, those people, no need for that. <laughs> um, you got a handicap, no need for that at all, because those are the people that get too serious and they get mad and they start slamming a club or they start doing this, and it's like, man, you're fucking on my vibe. Right? You know, I don't think we take it <laughs> that serious, but but they definitely do get get competitive. Now with Marty, with Marty and all the other guys, these guys are like, hurry up, man! The guys are behind you. Pick up the ball. Let's go. We're gonna start the other one. Just playing to have a good time. If who? <laughs> you. Oh. <laughs> See, we would have to go with Marty and Fabian and and Chach because those guys are literally there, like he's saying, to have a good just 
Desmadre golf is the perfect way to describe hey, it. Hey, I'm down for some Desmadre golf. I'm talking, you're, you're losing a pack of balls and not even worried about this it. Cooler, this backpack is my, is my golf cooler. Really? Nice. Yeah, we definitely, we we definitely would go. With hey, so you know what? Let's set. So check this out. If if I go and I play golf, it's gonna be this modern golf for sure. Oh, for sure. Rudy's not gonna take me serious. Nolan's not gonna take me yeah. serious. No, we'd have you to go with definitely. Chachi Marty. We'd have to go with Chacha Marty. But you know, Nolan wants to go because our friend Nolan, our friend Nolan is a huge fan of yours, bro. I know you don't like to say that you have fans. But my friend Nolan fucking loves you. Does he, does he take golf serious? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, Nolan he doesn't. Does. Nolan does now. Does he really? Yeah, we had a bet. We had a bet where if he can beat me score to score and we would just play me and him, we we would uh I'd shout him out on the podcast or something like that. And I forget what the bet the winning was, but he's he's gotten to a point where he was practicing and practicing to outdo himself every time. See Nolan, you fucked up. You shouldn't have been like that. <laughs> That's no, tight. See, not not like like Rudy and and Nolan. They they have golf shoes and they have the the certain driver, the certain pitching uh, wedge, and look, you know. I look, I look the part. I look the part, but I don't care. That's my thing. It's like my friends are like, dude, if you actually cared, you'd be good. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You just want to have a good time. Because it's, it's four hours of just fucking around. That's what I'd rather do. Give me my cigar, give me my beers, and just fucking chill, bro. Yeah. So if we can if we can set up some desmadre golf, are you game? Hell yeah. Nice. I'm always down for this matter too. I'm always down for that. Yeah. Well, Interviewed Canelo, right? Yeah, I did the off the cuff with him for the zone also. Because I, I, I was looking for that episode and I couldn't find it. So how well, before we leave, how was that experience? Um, you know, getting to interview him. Uh, it's different because I've known him for a long time. So I mean, I, I knew him. When he was still the undercard guy, like you know, he, before he was the main main guy. But um, he was cool with me. He, he always been super nice to me. Always been really nice. Uh, really good with his time. Just when you see him work out, you're just like back to that Kobe, the one percent of it. They want to be the best at everything they do. That's why he's serious about golf because it's a challenge, and he doesn't want to lose anything. And that's how he treats it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna beat you. You're, I, I'm not good right now. Watch. Like Kobe um, hated golf. He said because it's gonna consume so much of my time. Maybe when I retire, I'll do it. Like that's how he thought. Like he taught himself how to play the the piano. Same with Canelo, like, he wants to be the best at everything he does. So Canelo's always good. It's like, another one, you ask him stupid questions, stupid answer, give him something that 
he doesn't normally get asked. Um, so when I was interviewing Canelo, I'm like, hey, you know, your dad had a paleteria. Like, what was your job? And he kind of sat back like, damn, you know that? Like, I knew his dad had a paleteria, but like, he was your job? He's like, oh, I used to unload the truck and this and that. And I'm like, well, how much ice cream did you eat? He's like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> talking about how he would unload and eat the ice cream. And I was like, what was your favorite player? And he's like, damn, you're taking me way, way back. It's like, but how did that happen? Because he said that he worked in the family business mm-hmm. as a kid. And I'm like, well, was it? Oh, we had ice cream. Well, what did you do? Like, it just, that goes back to the listening part. And then, and then we got done. He's like, dude, I haven't thought about that in years. And it's just like, it's the being prepared part. That's dope. That is dope. Well, definitely lessons learned today. You know, the workshop. Nah, but we appreciate you. Um, so let's say, what advice do you give to a young Latino kid who wants to be a journalist? Like, what advice do you give them? Um, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole right now, but speak proper English. Um, it's, I know it sounds elitist, but it's not. Um, you're going to get judged no matter what. So don't give anybody a reason to say anything about you. Uh, and then people are like, well, that's what I sound like. Well, don't sound like that fool. Like, you know, <laughs> simple as that. Uh, when you get to the top and you make it, do whatever the hell you want by that time. Um, and people, and if you want to get into the business, read, read, read. Know who is doing what. Um, know how they got there. Do your research. Um, you're going to get told no all the time. Don't take it personal. Nobody's hating on you. You're not getting hired because you probably suck. Um, like, I didn't, I, I applied for so many TV jobs early in my 20s, I didn't get hired because I suck at the time. You know, don't ever take anything personal. If you're good, they're going to they're gonna hire you. But nobody's going to come find you. Clean up your social media. Don't be, te- don't be writing stupid things about people. I always love when people start telling me, dude, you suck at your job, and you look at their bio, uh, Future reporter, thanks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it's just know the jobs, too. Like when people are like, dude, I want to do what Sergio Mora does. No, you don't, because Sergio Mora is a former fighter. He's the analyst. Mm. You'll never be the analyst because you weren't a fighter. Right. You want to do what Todd Grisham does. You want to do play by play. Like know the job titles, know the roles, um, know where people work. Know that Dan Raphael is a reporter, he's a writer. You know, know, know that Chris Mannix also works for Sports Illustrated and he writes basketball. Like, know everybody in the business of what they do or what you want to do. And that's for any job. If you want to sell life insurance, if you want to do real estate, if you want to be a doctor, always find the people who are doing the job you want and ask them for help. Um, don't ever ask for a job. Ask for help. Um, ask for constructive criticism. Like, last week I did a, a G League basketball game. I got that tape and I sent it out to people who, who are really good in the business. I'm like, hey, can you give me some constructive criticism? Do I need to do that now? No. But am I doing it? Hell yeah. And don't ever assume people know who you are. And like, don't dream small, dream big. Um, Just keep on chasing it. But I can't stress enough about the proper English, knowing how to construct sentences, knowing how to network, um, and just constantly be on the move. It's a grind every single day. It's an amazing job. It's an amazing career. And it absolutely fucking sucks so much because you're going to get told no all the damn time. Like, when people are like, dude, why are you doing a, a, a club show in Pico Rivera? And I'm like, why wouldn't I? I'm not too good to do anything. 
existence and that perspective of uh, it's fun and you'll never treat it as a job ever. That's great yeah, advice. That's great advice. Well, Mr. 1099, you know, it, it's been our pleasure. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to sit down and, and, and school us and give us some lessons. And you're not preaching, oh, cool. you're teaching. That's cool. That's cool. It's just more like just telling you what people have told me. And I'm just passing it down to the next person who's doing it. And like, you know, the more representation we have, the better. Uh, but at the end of the day, it has to be quality. Not quantity, quality. Quality. Well, we really hope you enjoyed sitting down and chopping it up with us. You know, we, we had some fun. Uh, uh, thank you once again. You know, I, I really appreciate you from, from the bottom of my heart to, to give us your time. Uh, I know how busy you are with with college, with high school, with, you know, CBS. And tell Jim Hill I said what's up. You know, I'm a big fan, too. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to continue to watch you. We're going to continue to watch you grow. And uh, we're, we're rooting for you to get those big fights because, you know, you're just paving the way and we're right behind you, man. Uh, thank you for being a great teacher. Definitely. Thank you for, for showing us. You know, you gave us a lot of inside scoop, bro. And, and, and that means a lot to me. That means a lot to my, my pop mate, Lou for Almighty. Sure. Um, and we're going to take that and we're going to run with it. You know, this is not going to be the first time that you hear from us. You know, you're going to see us out in L.A. Be like, oh, shit. Like, hey, boys, what's up? You know, that's where we're going to be at because of what you taught us and, and the little inside game that you gave us today that we're really appreciative of, you know, and I just hope that I can meet you one day and, you know, throw some back and have some good time with some desmadre golf, you know, um, you know, <laughs> but, but. We oh, really. No. No. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was oh, Beto Duran. I left. Oops. That was Beto Duran. Hey, he gave us some game, didn't he? Dude, he dropped. He dropped some gems for us, bro. Hella gems. Damn, bro. motherfucker! How you not know about that media pass? I don't know. I've never. I've, I didn't even know it worked that way. I thought you were invited as a as a private list. Which really? it seems like it is, but you just got to ask for it. But then again, bro, we're talking the the media passes we got were for big fights. He's talking about lower end fights, just get in and then work your way up, which makes sense. Well, we got to start doing that. I wrote it down for Beto's Workshop. Beto's Workshop. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Boxing Club Podcast. I am Big Chubbs, and that's my pod mate, Lou Almighty. You dig? You good? Mm-hmm. Boxing Club Podcast. We out. Out.